The following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Mexi Mind Matters with your host with the most, the Mexipants. And we are coming to you live. We apologize for having to not go live on Thursday. As you all know, we were mourning and still are mourning, actually, the death of uh, Kobe Bean Bryant, uh, my idol. Uh, I'd say the athlete that taught me a lot and definitely had me um, thinking, you know, wanting to be as clutch as him, which eventually, in my own way, guided me to how I live my life as a whole. Without Kobe... There would be no clutch. There'd be no clutch Kobe. There'd be no... But the game is on the line. It's clutch time. And it was somebody I looked up to. And I just want to, you know, present today's special podcast as a tribute to Kobe. <clears throat> um, you know, everybody's been saying... Their stories, telling their side, uh, people getting tattoos, people going to uh, L.A. Live to honor him and, you know, express their condolences. I found out, like most celebrities, I think Shannon Sharp mentioned it on his show. Somebody texted me on Sunday and it came as a shock uh, because I a co-worker texted me. I was in the middle of texting my brother and Joel, my close friend, about random Arguments. They LeBron had just passed Kobe for third all time in the NBA scoring, and it came up. Uh, we were arguing back and forth as to why Kobe. I was arguing why Kobe's better. As always, defending Kobe versus LeBron. When my coworker told me, "Hey, he passed away," and I'm like, "No way!" I looked it up, went online, grabbed my computer, started texting people. So I look at my social media, and nothing for for a little for a little bit. Nothing came up until finally. The news outlets broke and everything was all about how the helicopter had crashed. And my first thought was, this can't be true. Somebody's playing a prank. To, to this day, I still feel like this is a nightmare I'm not waking up from. And he's not really gone, but he is. And it ties back to what I said before. Like I don't understand the need to have to use a helicopter to go everywhere. Mind you, LA has a shit ton of traffic. I get that. And Kobe's flown helicopters many times before. But that day was foggy. The LAPD had, you know, grounded all its, its copters. I get that the pilot was a very good pilot and he knew what he was doing. But I would have still not gone. I, just drive it. You're going to practice with your daughter and, some, and her teammates. There's no need. I get it. But, you know, Kobe being who he is, 
and you know he had done it multiple times before, and all because you know he missed he missed the recital one time, and that's when he said, you know what, it gets me places faster, and I get it. One time I, you know, back in '07, '08, I flew out of a car window because I wasn't wearing my seatbelt because. I said to myself, you know what? My first accident was because I was wearing a seatbelt and that actually hurt me more. I'm not going to wear my seatbelt until I fly out of the car window. And I did. So then now I do wear my seatbelt. But it's it's things like that that get people uh, behaving certain ways. To me, two, two of his mistakes, first the contract and how he asked for full extension, not getting people to come that could have came to um, to the Lakers and this I would have not flown I would have not been there uh, in that situation I would just drove but it's no here nor there and I just remember reading about it and what was going on and every time I would go on social media somebody would have some kind of update and it would always you know I would tear up just hearing it or reading something good about Kobe reading something he had done um, just talking about his life, like I, I, it just, I just would on and off start bothering my eyes out. This morning, as we, as, as right before we recorded this, I saw somebody put up a picture. It was a picture of Kobe with a halo walking into heaven, and Paul Walker's laying against his car waiting for him. And that's the thing that kind of gets me is that all my favorite people. Paul Walker, Robin Williams, Eddie Guerrero, Michael Jackson, all passing away, and now Kobe. And I don't think I felt this sad since Eddie died, and before that, Michael Jackson. It's 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 terrible, and it, I think, as they said, whoever these people are that are reporting the news, they should get fired. Because I heard that Rick Fox was on the plane, or the air, air helicopter. I heard that um, his four daughters were there, but it turns out it was just Gigi. I mean, who gets this shit wrong? Like, this is important shit to not get wrong. So, I mean, but hey, the league's been honoring him. Uh, yesterday, the Lakers played. They canceled the Clippers-Lakers game for two, that was on Tuesday. Um, and I apologize, again, for not giving notice of... Thursday's cancellation of the podcast, but hey, it just didn't feel right. I had another funeral to go to. Um, my uh, wife's aunt passed away, and a family friend passed away. So this is the third death in, in not even a week. January's been tough, but anyways, uh, we want to take this podcast and honor Kobe. And uh, I felt that I had to do my own thing. I wasn't going to get a tattoo like everybody else, or you know. Um, Wear 24, wear 8, you know, different players honoring him different ways. But the thing that really gets me too is I'm I'm sad and very, you know, distraught, but also angry that all these people, like Kobe's bringing us all together. There's people who are, who don't watch basketball. There are celebrities who like, you know, out of nowhere, like Taylor Swift, like people, people all over my social feed, my social news feed are just coming together talking about Kobe and bringing us all together. But my thing is, if you were telling me that this whole time you were trashing on Kobe because you thought LeBron was better, you should not be 
offering condolences. Like, get the fuck out of here. Our true fans of the game who watch more than most people do, and we grew up watching Kobe, you don't shoot anything into any kind of basket or any kind of hole without saying Kobe. You don't say LeBron and shoot it. You don't say Jordan and shoot it. You say, Kobe, shoot it. I was nicknamed Clutch Kobe playing beer pong because I was that great at it. Without Kobe Bryant, there is no Clutch Kobe. And many of the and people forget that Kobe Bryant, he played Jordan in his prime. He played Kevin Durant. He played Russell Westbrook. He played LeBron in his prime. He played Shaq. He played the, anybody on the Kings, Chris Webber. He played Tim Duncan in his prime. He played Carmelo Anthony in his prime. He played all these great players and gave us all these great shots and moments. He's by far the, the biggest clutch shooter. Like, aside from Curry, if I had to have anybody take the last shot in the game, it'd be Kobe. And he's by far the, the, the greatest Laker, and in my, in my, in my, view, in my view is the GOAT. So before we go on about uh, what I did to honor him, let's, as always, remind our sponsors of who they are. Um, you know, American National, use the promo code MEXI, save on your bundling, and definitely for these life-threatening emergencies, make sure you're covered. Use promo code MEXI, save American National, a proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. And get your mind off of things, go to the gym, go run, join Super Studios 253. It's a new month, new goals. Mexi's got some. Use the promo code Mexi and save on your classes. And if you want to just relax, get your mind off of things, hand and still massage, use the promo code Mexi, save on your monthly membership and your first week's massage. Hand and still massage, a proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. So just wanted to go and kind of go through what I did to honor Kobe. And I knew that, you know, I, I mean, I've never lost a husband or wife and kid at the same time. So I know what Vanessa's probably going, I, I don't know what Vanessa's going through, but I can only imagine. I found out that they actually had an agreement where they would never fly in a helicopter at the same time in case they both, something happened and both of them would, were gone and the kids were by themselves. They always said they would never fly together. I mean, that's a that's a cool a cool thing to you know good parenting I think on their half on their behalf. So I know how big they were into charity. So what I did was go ahead and uh, I wrote them a letter. So I just wanted to share that with you guys, and I'm going to read it right now. Uh, Dear Miss, Mrs. Bryant, it is with a heavy heart that I offer my deepest and sincerest condolences. I can only imagine what you and your family are going through at this moment in time. Your husband was an inspiration to many young men and athletes, myself included. I've been a Los Angeles Lakers fan my entire life, and I cherish every moment given to me by the greats that have won the purple and gold. Your husband is my favorite athlete, and while we both excel at different sports, his drive and passion for the game of basketball is something I only hope to mirror in what I do best, running marathons. (sighs) 
sorry. This year, I was aiming to continue my quest to run a marathon in each Mexican state. Having begun this quest at the end of 2019, I looked to knock out a few other states off the list starting this new year. However, recent turmoil in our country has made it hard to travel to certain regions of Mexico, my homeland that I love dearest. I was the first Mexican to finish a marathon in all 50 states, have also ran all six major, uh, marathon majors, and envisioned one day finishing a marathon in each continent. I mapped my races for this year of 2020, and I was in the middle of tweaking it when I heard the news. At first, I couldn't believe it. It felt like losing a brother, losing a family member. The amount of moments Kobe Bryant gave us as a player, role model, father, husband, and creative mind are endless. This is why I'm writing to you. I want to let you know that I want to continue that Mamba mentality and know how involved you are with charity and coming from humble beginnings and not having everything going up. I know how important it is to improve the lives of our future generations, especially the families in need. I always turned to sports growing up to stay active, get my mind off of things, anything that was troubling me in my younger years. I want to cherish the values I learned from your husband and use it for good. That is why I'm dedicating this year, not just to your husband, Kobe, not just to your daughter, Gigi, but all nine of the victims of this terrible tragedy. Your husband retired two jerseys, number eight and number 24, atop the rafters of the Staples Center. Therefore, as a marathon runner, I'm going to run 32 marathons this year in their memories. Each time I run a marathon, I will make a $100 donation to your charity. I will also set up fundraisers, one for each of the 32 races that I finish, so that others can match my contributions directly to your charity. I know it is but a small gesture, but I feel like this is something I have to do to honor a man who loved his family and loved being the best he could be at what he was doing, whether it was on or off the court. God bless you and your family, and I will pray for you and carry the memory of the nine with me with each finished race. Sincerely yours, Alex Faria. So that's that. That's my letter that I sent out uh, to Vanessa Bryant. <coughs> At this point, she probably has received it already. So I just, you know, I'm going to set up a fundraiser and I kind of want to go and set it up. My first race is, in, is next week in... in you know, the week of uh, the 9th of February in New Orleans, Rock and Roll Marathon. Um, and that'll be the first of the 32. I'll donate myself $100 every time I finish it. But I'm going to set up the fundraisers to kind of like encompass a few of the races to go along. So I kind of want to do uh, Arkansas in uh, beginning of March, um, especially since my wife said, you know, because of the turmoil in Mexico, it, she doesn't want me to fly. So the next couple of races that I had going into Mexico, they're all in different bad parts of Mexico. Like the um, the U.S. State Department had a map of all the, you know, which states not to go to in Mexico. Um, my next two are going to be in the red and orange. So I said, you know what? With this happening, let's just put the states of Mexico on the back burner for a little bit. You know, they're not going anywhere. Let's do this. So Arkansas is going to be March. April is going to have maybe Milwaukee and, and and Kansas. So that's four races within the next couple of months. I'm going to set up the fundraiser online. If you want to donate, make sure you go to Facebook. 
uh, and donate, match a donation. You know, it doesn't have to be 100. It could be whatever. Um, as long as we get to the goal, which, you know, by then will be four races, so $400 um, should be fine. Uh, we'll set that up and, and, you know, announce updates as we go along. And if I do the New England Challenge, you know, the 32 should be definitely feasible. Um, but anyways, let's let's finish off the podcast by uh, remembering Kobe's favorite moments. My at least my my top ten moments of Kobe Bryant. Um, first and foremost, let me start off with the honorable mentions. Uh, a lot of it took me all week to figure to figure this out because there was a lot of moments that I love that I remember about watching Kobe play um, his. Game against Kevin Durant in the NBA playoffs in 2010. First performance again against what is now possibly another one of the greats, Kevin Durant. His clutch shot against the Phoenix Suns in the first round of the playoffs in 2006. He didn't have the greater team, but he was still taking them to the playoffs. I believe they were the eighth seed against the Suns, who were the first seed. Um, and he made that shot. And then I remembered the pose, just the, the Kobe pose with his fist. After, you know, tying the series 2-2. They ended up losing, I think, that series anyways. But, you know, honorable mention there. Uh, also, when he dunked on Dwight Howard, when Dwight Howard was a rookie, you know, balls in his face. Uh, that actually led to Dwight Howard beefing up because Dwight Howard was teased his rookie year because of that dunk. And he even went on to say afterwards in interviews that that was the reason he um, got stronger. Uh, also, Kobe's performance in the 2000. To NBA uh, Western Conference Finals against the Kings that they won in then seven games. Yeah, they had Shaq, and I do believe that Shaq was a reason as to why he didn't get a lot of MVPs back then, but he definitely contributed. And I remember that series and Kobe's performances each game, and that definitely deserves an honorable mention. Same same way his first game against LeBron. I remember that that one of the shots he took, LeBron was all over his face, and he still made the shot. You know, like I said, he played LeBron in his prime, played a lot of greats in his in their primes. Um, his first game against Shaq, you know, uh, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day actually, two thousand four. Uh, Shaq was with Miami, and Kobe just dropped forty two on Shaq. Um, then. When he was 19, dropping 33 on MJ with the Bulls in uh, 1997. Uh, just, you know, 19-year-old uh, dropping 33. MJ, mind you, had 36. And I believe the Bulls still won the game. But still, I mean, M if MJ was impressed that this 19-year-old kid shooting guard dropped 33 on you, like, what does that say? Anyways, that's the honorable mentions. But let's let's go through 10 through 1. Uh, number 10, obviously, for me, is winning winning the Oscar. I've never seen anybody who was a clutch basketball player and then go on and win an Oscar once he retires. Um, that just shows how versatile he is. I mean, I kind of think we're similar in certain ways. Yeah, maybe I would have not taken, you know, the max contract. But that's no here, no there. Um, but, yeah, he speaks multiple languages like soccer. Um and he won an Oscar. He did something. He excelled at something not basketball-related. Kind of like the Flaming Nuts, like La Machina FC. Like, my soccer career was great. But then retired, started playing Australian football, 
while also running marathons, and my running marathon career, if you were to say, has excelled as well. So, that's my number 10. His shot against OKC at the Staples Center, shooting behind the backboard, is still, to this day, one of my favorite shots of all time. Now, mind you, Steph Curry, again, I'm not, I'm not a Golden State Warrior fan by far. Definitely not. But I appreciate greatness. And Curry being able to shoot from anywhere in the court nowadays impresses me. But even Curry has never had a shot go in from behind the backboard. Literally jumping away behind the backboard. It goes up and whoosh, went straight in. Insane. Nobody else has done that. So that's my number nine. Number eight, uh, when he dropped 55 on Jordan, uh, 2003, the Wizards. Most people won't agree that this should make the list. It's my top 10 because Jordan was on the way out with the Wizards, but it was kind of like Kobe saying, you know what? Get the fuck out of here, Jordan. It's my team. It's my league now. 12 um, 14, 2014, when Kobe passed MJ for third all time in the scoring list against the Timberwolves. Well, now fourth, but you know, that was number, my number seven. Game two of the NBA Finals, going one on one against Allen Iverson in his prime. Kobe drops 31 to Allen's 23 in Game 2. If you all remember, in that finals, uh, the Lakers were the higher seed, so they had home court. But the Sixers stole Game 1 in L.A. Kobe comes back and like, nah, you ain't stealing Game 1. And and taking home court. We'll take it right. We're going to take this right back. Boom. Win the next four. And it starts with Kobe dropping 31 on Allen Iverson. Um, number five is him finally winning the NBA League MVP in 2008 after being snubbed twice. Once when Nash won the year before, or a couple years before Nowitzki. So 2006, 2007, he should have won it, did not. Both years led the league in scoring, led his team in assists, and did not get it. Why? Because the Lakers were doing terribly. Ooh, like nowadays you give Harden the MVP for having a scoring title. Kobe should have had the league MVP 2006, 2007, 2008. And that's that's the thing. His career, he was always snubbed for nonsense. Like, he should have had at least one extra NBA Finals MVP uh, when he was with Shaq. He should have definitely had all three of those MVP awards. None of this uh, none of this nonsense. No Witski and Nash. But anyways, that's number five. Number four, uh, the four-game stretch where he had at least... 50 points, four games in a row. Nobody's done that. Not, I mean, since Wilt. Uh, March 16 to 23, uh, 2007, I believe, is the four games. Uh, he had 65 against um, the Blazers the first time. And then it ended like four straight games. Last one against the Hornets. Dropped 50. Bada bim, bada boom. Kobe's the man. And my top three, uh, number three. And most people have these in reverse order, maybe, perhaps. But my number three was Game 7 against the Celtics in 2010 to complete the back-to-back and win back-to-back Finals MVP. Uh, now, yeah, in 08, they lost to the Celtics, and that was terrible. Kobe vowed revenge and came back stronger. Should have faced LeBron if LeBron would have gotten to the Finals in, in 09. But the Magic got there, and he was relentless. And then next year, Celtics were finally back there, and he beat the big three. Garnett, The Truth, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and that Game 7. He, he had only had 23 points, but he the, the will to win and him rallying his troops to win that series in seven games, that was great. Number two, 
his 81-point game against Toronto January 27, 2006. No one since Wilt had dropped 81, let alone against Toronto and, and, you know, during the season. Most points by anybody since Wilt. That's definitely my number two. 81 points. Nobody's done that since. Or even before, Wilt did it, then Kobe do, drops 81. Nobody's even come close. And number one to me is the Kobe's alley-oop to Shaq during, during the comeback against the Trailblazers in the finals of the Western Conference in 2000, you know, to top off their first title together. Um, they were down, I believe, 17, going into the fourth, came back, Kobe hit some shots, an assist to Ron Harper to hit, another key shot. I mean, they just all rallied around Kobe, and that play, I, I remember like the back of my hand, I, as if this was yesterday. Sometimes I'll just go back on, on the internet, just look it up again, just to you know motivate myself if I'm having a down day. Kobe crosses over a couple times, and then boom, just lays it up, Shaq dunks it, points back at Kobe, comeback complete. They win the series. They go on to beat the Pacers for their first title and the beginning of a back-to-back-to-back. That's my number one, and those are my top ten moments of Kobe Bryant. And we're going to miss him. I'm not going to lie. Tributes are still going on. And like I said, that's what I'm going to do to honor Kobe this year. And hopefully you guys can help with the donations. Like I said, uh, I'll set this up online. But yeah, this has been my tribute to Kobe Bryant. And I hope you liked it. I know he's looking down on us from the top. And the thing that gets me is... Why him? Why all the best players, all the best people I like, the Keith Ledgers of the world, the Paul, the Paul Walkers, the Kobe Bryants, why can't the people I hate go? Watching Michael Jackson in concert was on my bucket list. I can't do that. Watching Kobe play was on my bucket list. Or meeting him, I can't do that. The only thing left on my top three bucket list is to meet The Rock. But yeah, no. Brett Favre can't die. No. John Cena can't die. No. Freaking Kevin Nash or Hulk Hogan is still alive. And get the fuck out of here. I mean, even LeBron. Like, I wish the Lakers would take it upon themselves. And you know what? Let's win this year for Kobe. But the fact that LeBron is going to get a title... At this point, it's a win-win because if they don't do it, LeBron failed Kobe. If they do it, it's because of Kobe that this is being done. Players this week have been dropping bad points all because they're challenging their inner Kobe. Kyrie, all these other players, Booker. Kobe brought the best in us. Like Even if LeBron, say, had the, uh, the better one-on-one when he was with the Cavs in Miami against the Lakers, yeah, he had better teams, of course. But he brought out the best in everybody. You played against Kobe. You brought your A game. We all know five rings. They said it couldn't win without Shaq. He won it without Shaq. To me, the GOAT, hands down. And that is what I'll always remember. And everybody who said and trashed him and said Kobe Kobe was not better than, than LeBron, F you, 
You do not deserve to mourn him. Your condolences, take those somewhere else. Because we don't fucking want them. Anywho, I hope you enjoyed this tribute to Kobe and this podcast special. As always, all the episodes are online on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, hit us up on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, whatever have you. Give us your best Kobe moments. And remember, where there's a Mexican, there's always a way. Kobe will love you. I love you. I will always miss you. It was like I lost a brother or a family member. And I don't want to actually feel that. And if this is what it feels like, it's devastating. And like I said, I, I think I, I'm thinking of in a nightmare and I'm just going to wake up at some point and it's not happening. Kobe, you will be missed. Rest in peace, Black Mamba. <laughs>